This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today I got time, Today I got time, Today I got time, Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good today. Happy Friday. I can't believe how fast this week has gone. I can't believe it's Friday. Can y'all see and hear me? Let me make sure I got a good old excellent connection, honey. Okay, okay, all right, all right, I see y'all. Hey, everybody. Thank you, y'all like the hair? Thank you, I appreciate it. Y'all know I switch it up, hoodie. I treat this hair like it's a fucking hat. <laughs> but yeah, I want to bring, you know, I want to do the bangs. I've been wearing the bangs a lot during our Zoom meetings, you know, the bang, the bang. So I want to do, you know, bang with the ponytails. So I hope everybody's doing good. This week has just flown by. Like I said, I can't even believe it. It's Friday already. Um, I feel like, where did this week go? Now, I had, if you guys don't know, I had dropped my deep dive over the weekend. So I dropped it on Saturday. It was really good. Thank you guys so much for the feedback thus far on it. Um, This is more of a, I think it was more like a deeper philosophical type vibe with it. Um, I talked about predictive programming um, and just voices from the past, you know, people from the past who kind of predicted our present situation. Um, So it's a really good deep dive. So if you have not checked it out, it is available on all of my platforms, um, YouTube membership, Patreon, and in the Discord. So um, thank you to all those who watched it and who enjoyed it. So it is a lot going on. It's a lot to get into. Y'all come on in here. We're going to go ahead and get started. But before we get started on the show, child. So people have been asking what happened to my Instagram profile. It was funny because my oldest son texted me the other day was like, uh, my friend thinks you're hacked or something because your profile looks like this. So he sent me like the picture. And I'm like, I wasn't hacked. Um, Instagram and Facebook, this whole merger is bullshit. So what happened is like sometime, I think it was like last week, Thursday, um, Rejoice had texted me and she was like, were you hacked or something? Because your whole Facebook profile is on Instagram. And I'm like, what? And so I go on there and I guess when they merged and they connected Instagram with Facebook, they literally took my personal Facebook page that I don't use for public stuff. I have a, you know, a a public Facebook page, but my private one is just strictly for people I know in real life, you know, family, friends, stuff like that. And so they had that as my Instagram name, profile. They had added all of like my personal friends to my Instagram. It was bullshit. So I had to go in and figure out what the hell was going on. And I unmerged it. And so when I was getting ready to emerge my Facebook from my Instagram, it said, if, oh, if you emerge this, you're going to lose everything. I'm like, lose what? Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? 
So I went ahead and I unmerged it and they basically gave me a blank profile. They took the picture away. Uh, they put the name back on their lovely T. And so I'm like, well, where the hell's my profile pic? And that profile pic is really special. I cannot find it. It was me at the Bone Thugs and Harmony concert. And I'm a big ass Bone fan, honey. I follow all the members. And they came here to the Twin Cities in 2019. And my, or was it 2018? It was before COVID. So 2018, like around 2018, 2019 ish. And, um, my homeboy got me tickets. We went, we had such a good time. And I had my little Bone Thugs and Harmony shirt. You know, I was doing a little 90s pose. And it was such a cute picture. Child, they took it off. And I cannot find the picture. I went on like Google. You know, how like Google be, oh, this is what you did three years ago, all that bullshit. Well, I guess Google didn't think that was important because it's not there. All the other pictures from inside the concert are in there you know, pictures of the venue, but that particular picture, I can't find it. So at that point I was over it. Cause I'm like, first of all, who asked for this merger? Let's start there. Who told you to take my personal Facebook page and try to merge it with Instagram? See what they're trying to do. They want everybody to go to Instagram. The whole social media world is dying. It's slowly dying. They're losing money. So they're trying to get as many people over there as possible. Cause people don't really be on Facebook like that. And most of the people on my personal Facebook page, we're all older. So we're not, you know, we're just living our lives. We're not, you know, teeny boppers and shit. You know, we come on every now and then we go on about our business. So they were trying to force my personal Facebook friends to my Instagram and basically fucked up my profile. So that's why I have no picture. And everybody's like, well, you could just put another picture. I just don't care anymore. I'm just, I'm over instagram i'm over their you know their tyrannical attitudes i can't say anything people can talk to me crazy as soon as i get spicy i get a warning you know i get a threat i just i just don't care anymore so yes i, I look like a troll now somebody was like i seen you on the shade room i didn't know if it was you or not because there was no picture yeah i just look like a troll at this point so i, I just i have no I just don't care if they want to, you know, keep the picture. That's fine. You know, hopefully I can find the picture eventually, but I don't care to put a picture up there. Cause I, I just, that's my attitude about Instagram at this point. Um, Mark and Instagram and Facebook can kick rocks. Um, and like we had reported last week, they had demonetized too. So people who are making money off of reels. And what was so funny about that is that they hyped it up trying to be in competition with TikTok. They claim they're going to pay people fairly and, you know, make reels and you'll get money. And, you know, there was never a real pay structure. It was as they felt, you know, one day they might give you 50 bucks for a reel for the month. The next month you might get a few hundred dollars. Well, all of a sudden they decided we're not paying and they're not paying because they can't afford to pay. They, they lost a lot of money putting into that bullshit metaverse. So now they demonetize people who are making money off of Reels and off of Facebook. Um, we have been monetized on Facebook for a few years, but those checks were never anything to write home about because, again, they pay you as they felt. Nothing would change. We post like regular. One month, you might get $1,000. The very next month, literally nothing has changed. We're posting the same. They'll give you 10 bucks. Like, well, what the hell? That's a big difference. What did we do that was so different between this month and last month? Oh, we don't know. Just enjoy the $10. So they can kick rocks. They're trash. They're trash.
But yeah, so that's that's the issue. That's what's going on with my Instagram for everybody asking how did they take the picture? They took it when they caught themselves trying to take my personal Facebook page and merge it with my Instagram page for no reason whatsoever when nobody asked them to do this. So that's that's the issue. Um, Burgundy said you need your own app. I legit have my app. Um, child, I have an app. I think it's, uh, you can find it on the Android store. Um, the Apple is what takes so long. Apple is very finicky. They're very particular about who they allow on their app. So we've been working on the Apple app now for like damn near a year. Um, it should be done soon, but we've been on Android for a while. I just be forgetting to promote it, child. But I do have a, I do have a Google Android app, a lovely T app. It's on Android somewhere. So y'all can find it. I need to, I do need to use it. So at least I can give y'all notifications for stuff. So I just need to get the, the iPhone, the um, iOS app. And we've been working on that. So I will talk to Ahmed and see what's going on. I'm going to follow up with him. Um, he did not die in the earthquake. I know he was sending, I have posted y'all the, the note he wrote me, you know, um, He's fine, y'all. For all y'all who've been asking me about Ahmed, he's fine. The big earthquake did not hit Pakistan, as they were being told. So he is fine in the name of Allah. So that is like my little brother. He's such a mess. He's like, if I did anything wrong, T, just Allah, forgive me. Like his no, like had me crying. I'm like, Amar, what is, like, what is going on over there? He's like, they're about to, Pakistan is going to blow up. I was like, oh my God, y'all, please keep him in prayer. He had me stressed over here, child. <laughs> I've known him for about five years. He just got married. I was like, no, Pakistan cannot blow up. You just got married. You got your wife. Okay, I'm going to need to be a little godmother soon. So, but he's doing fine, y'all. He wrote a long note to me. I was like, oh my, this, is he about to die? <laughs> it was so scary. And I was like, y'all, please keep him a prayer. I was like so scared. But yes, he is okay. He's fine. I talked to him the other day. We be face chatting this shit. <laughs> it's Ramadan now. So yeah. Yeah, he, he's good. He's good, honey. The whole world is a mess at this point. The whole world is just a mess. But um, let's see. Okay, good. We got 4,000 people in here. We can go ahead and get started. So it is so much going on right now with this whole escape situation. I have been keeping up with it. Like I said, for me, it's hard because I really enjoy both escape. I enjoy SWV. And then it's sad because, you know, just knowing Tamika um, and what she's gone through with her sister is just insane to me. And at this point, it's people are definitely taking sides. Um I just don't think the entire situation is a good look. So now, yeah, it's it's really sad to just see all of this drama coming from something that was created to like be a good situation for these girls. And now the girls are speaking out. And that's another thing I've noticed. Before with reality television, there was like a suspense factor, right? You watch the show, Everybody tuned in for the reunion to find out what everybody thought. But now it's almost like you can't even enjoy the show because all they've been doing is either defending themselves or pulling receipts and going back and forth on social media, where it's like the show right now is on Instagram. It's not even on Bravo. The show's on Twitter. 
you know, it's there's some, and then as soon as anything goes down, Candy is able to do a speak on it. And I mean, I get that, but then it also ruins the show because she's running to defend herself after every single episode where it's just like, just let us watch the entire show and then come back and do the reunion and, and, you know, speaking on stuff. But since then, they're all just talking. They're doing radio interviews and, you know, going back and forth. So now it's making it where it's like, well, what's the point of even watching the show? Because we're getting so much tea off of the show, right? So I want to play you guys the first interview that I have here of Tamika, Tiny, and Candy. They're kind of explaining what happened to the money and how, because people weren't understanding, well, how was somebody able to cash a check in your name? But back in the day, you definitely could. All you had to do was sign the back. And then, you know, people be starstruck, so they're not going to ask as many questions if they saw Latasha walk into the bank, they're probably thinking, okay, well, most likely she's cashing it for her sister. They're not really going to think twice or to ask any real questions. So I'm going to play this clip of them explaining what happened. So I want you guys to watch this. Give me just a second to set it up here. Uh, where is my child? They done upgraded a bunch of stuff on um, StreamYard. Upgrading some shit, child. Okay. Okay, here we go. I was gonna ask you. So she signed all of you up. Mm -hmm. So Candy and Tiny, you guys got your checks. Mm -hmm. Tanika, you were not receiving yes, a check. It was like a couple of years later, and she called. She was like, "Baby, Tiny just got a nice little check, baby. Did you get your check, baby?" <laughs> I said, "What check?" She said, "Baby, the check I signed you up a few years ago." I said, "I haven't seen the check." Yeah, so I didn't know. So she's like, "Oh, get on the phone. Let me find out where your money." So once she did her investigation, it was like her my address had been changed. She put my address in at the mm -hmm. time I was living in New York. So she put my New York. It was changed to my mom and my sister's address. My sister was living with my mom at the time. Okay, and so you still really don't know how the address got changed. No. So I mean, I know. Well, yeah. I didn't do it. Miss <laughs> Diane didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, and so. Uh, allegedly, you know, according to you, Tamika, the checks were going. <laughs> I'm pulling the candy. Allegedly, <laughs> you got me here. Yeah, she, they got, she got on the phone with the guy who basically at the time was running like as the that department, mm -hmm. and he basically gave her the address where her checks had been going, and he also told her these checks are being cashed, and so mm -hmm. she was like being cashed, and then she wanted to see the checks, and like they sent, they sent the copies of the checks. On the back of the check was a fake handwriting that said my name and my sister's mm -hmm. husband's name. It was cash in his account. Wow. So I like endorsed. Endorsed. Yeah. Back then, I don't know if they can still do it now. Yeah. But nine years ago, you could do that. So yeah, a lot of people, I mean, I guess that helps to explain. I know a lot of people's like, how could somebody get your check? Or how could you right. not know you had a check home coming? I didn't know I had one either. It just came yeah. out of blue, same, same call she got. I got two from Diane, like, oh, did you get your check? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't know it was coming either. So it can happen, like, mm -hmm. for people who question right. how. Yeah, oh, it can happen. Because yeah, you said it, it was like a fake email. Yeah, see, when, when we do business, oh, this is deep. when we do business, it's times where we have to send over, like, fast over, not fast over, but scan like our passports right. or, so we have on emails, all of our information, our social yeah. security, all of us are privy to that. Mm -hmm. And one of the items that, that was used was my passport. 
So when they sent me the picture of the passport, I looked at my passport. I had not signed my passport, but the same passport was signed, which was a piece of paper that somebody forged my name that was sent to them to be me. And then some, and they went as far as putting Tamika Scott something at Gmail and was communicating, they were communicating with them through a fake Tamika Scott Gmail account. There are so many layers to this. There's a lot of layers. I mean, and it's all true. There's no light. There ain't no lying in it. So all right, y'all. Come back on the screen. All right. So you guys just heard what Tamika had to say about the situation that basically, and, and she's not lying because back in the day, you could sign names on the back of checks and deposit them into your account. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying that if Latasha didn't do it, she definitely knows who was behind it. A lot of people are saying that, you know, her husband Rocky was definitely involved as well. But the whole situation is crazy that it's gotten this bad. So now after that interview um, was being talked about, because as we know, as you guys noticed, Latasha, who's one of the members of Escape, is not there. And so this time Latasha decided to go to her channel and explain her side. So you got Candy doing speak on it on her channel. You got Tamika talking about stuff on her channel. And now Latasha is taking her channel to talk about it. Now, the one thing I will say is that Latasha's edits are funny. I don't think Latasha did the editing, but whoever did the editing did a good damn job. So the editing is funny, but some of the clips I have to cover up with like a picture of Latasha because I don't want the stream to get flagged. But Latasha is addressing her end and how she feels about the situation and how she feels like she's being lied on for a storyline. So we're going to sit here and watch what Latasha had to say about the situation. So give me just a second to set this up here. And it's sad because again, it's family and this is being played out for the world to see. Okay, here we go. What's up, y'all? It's Tasha. Um, I don't normally do this, but since everybody want to speak on it, and I ain't spoke on it, let's speak on it. Well, speak on it. As you can see, I have been out promoting my album, which, by the way, comes out April 7th. Good Friday, y'all go cop that. And I have not had time to address this foolishness, but today, I got time. Today, I got time, cuz. was definitely a deflection. But at the time, we didn't know that she already had her solo deal in place. Last year, the top of 2022, my husband initiated the conversation with the label for me and my sister, that's right, to do a gospel album, a gospel duet album, the two of us, the Scott sisters. But they ain't tell you that though, huh? <laughs> We're gonna keep moving forward, okay? In all transparency, I really didn't want to do the show. I'm being honest. You know, but I talked to my sister and she was like, you know, we can get our cookbooks out, we can do the spices, we can do music outside of the group. And I believed her. I was literally the last person to sign the contract to be on the show. And the reason I did it is I wanted to do it with my sister. For years, Tamika has blindly gone along with what her sister wanted. I have yeah. never went against my sister for nothing. <laughs> even, even when she was wrong, I was against y'all. Because that's my family. That's loyalty. What's so funny? <laughs> Truth be told, I just had my sister's back. Y'all don't remember? 
I remember a couple of times I had to have my sister's back while being in the group. When they tried to kick my sister out because oh, yeah. you got, got pregnant. pregnant. And they came yeah. to the group and they were like, um, we're going to have to find a replacement for your sister. You know what? You can, we'll pay for you to have an abortion. You stay in the group or you have your baby, you know, and we'll you know, kick you out. So I told them they need to find a replacement because I wasn't killing my baby. And I told them they're going to have to find two replacements because if my sister goes, I go. Right. But I couldn't. I, you, me with them without my sister? Oh, girl, it been terrible. It was a guy, your money. <laughs> Actually, the first scene was not supposed to be at our mother's house. It was supposed to be at the church where my sister and I were supposed to rehearse our very first gospel performance. Had it been at the church, it never would have been the cussing, the fussing, the lying, the disrespect. That never would have happened. You know what's crazy? The very first scene that I filmed was at my mother's house. With my sister. Hello, Tamika. Oh. And who you are? You don't, you don't even know these days. You don't even know these days. No. Now you tell me, how you do a flashback scene when there was never a scene before that? No. Give me a hug. Oh, I'm your sister. Oh, we hugging now. What you mean we hugging now? We always hug. Don't you look cute? Thank you. Oh, three days ago? Interesting. What have been a scheme that Todd set up for him to come to you with the bullet. Now moving along, since it wasn't clear, let's talk about this $30,000 lie. Now keep in mind, I learned it was $30,000 when I watched it with y'all. Now let me get this straight. She said it was 10 years ago when she was pregnant with my niece. Pregnant with our money. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This piece? It was just me and my sister. We were Escape. Escape was not performing. Yeah, that was when Candy didn't want to do it. So Tiny didn't want to do it. It was something about Jermaine not mentioning us in his interviews or whatever. Well, not with all four members or whatever. So hold up. Let me get this straight. This was supposed to happen before we filmed Still Kicking It. We made a lot of money. Then we went on to do the Great Escape Tour, and we made millions. I mean, we made more than $30,000 a night apiece. At this time, Candy had told Tiny she wasn't going to throw the Scott sisters another bone, so that's when we had to change the name from Escape to Escape 3. And I don't even know why we changed our name from Escape to Escape 3, because she said it, I guess, but she don't own the name, so it's all confusing to me. But that's for a later date. So now we're Escape 3, because Candy gives us her butt to kiss. And then Rocky brings more shows. We make more money. And I still ain't heard about no $30,000. For the record, I did not steal $30,000 from my sister. You know how she do. What were the other things that were said? You said that I hooked up with Jermaine's dad. And that's absolutely so that, not that was true. The wrong. That was what I said. That wasn't correct. <laughs> so now... I guess I'll just wait on my apology. I made a mistake. And I hurt my sister. And I had to right the wrong. And she did it on stage. I want that too. I know I hurt you. I thank God for you forgiving me. So I walk in the group scene. Hear my sister go. Your energy is like, it's just, I don't know. What? Just you. You're not you. 
It's like you come in and you have a chip on your shoulder. It's like, I don't even know who you are anymore. And she got the nerve to ask me. Why are you still mad at me? Please. Girl, you just called your sister a thief. What you want me to do? What's crazy is the things that y'all didn't see was me addressing the issues that I had with the group. It conveniently just got cut out. See, I addressed Candy first. I told her I did my part. I was trying to be your friend. I showed up to the Broadway plays. I was there for your single plays. I was there even when you did the Essence cover. I guess that triggered her. She started that crying thing. <laughs> and you know what happens when she starts to cry? Take the cameras off! You want to stop filming? <laughs> Give her 10, 15 minutes. I waited. Oh, but when my mama says cut the cameras, she was trying to hide something, huh? Then I went on to tell Tiny and Candy, because my sister didn't want to do it, how upset we were that they came and made us pay them for two shows that they did not do. Because Candy gives us an ultimatum and says if we don't pay her, she wasn't going to do any more shows. So the same kind of play me like, oh, all I cared about was money. Because it's about precedence and followers, right? So I did address all my issues. Some kind of way, they got cut out the scene. Moving right along. And said that I was so jealous of her singing. So, Humming Coming At You was our first album. Humming Coming At You was the intro. Just Kicking It, as you know, was our first single. I'm singing lead on. Pumping. Long song three. I'm singing lead on, but I'm just saying, I'm singing lead on there. Understanding, we all sing a lead on. With you, um... Now, let's be clear. I never said that she didn't sing lead. I said she had an issue with me singing lead. Did she forget that I was in the studio at Jermaine's house and I come out and I hear Ooh! all this crying? I come out in the room and I said, what's going on? And she's standing outside with Jermaine. He's looking vexed and she's looking crazy with tears in her eyes like, oh, hey, Tasha. I'm like, what's going on here? As I look at him, I'm like, something's wrong and I need to find out what it is. And when I found out, yeah, she was upset by me singing lead. Listen, I ain't never had no problem with her singing lead. Go ahead, girl. That the blow to my chest would come. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> now let's talk about a rock on the block. So why is Rocky in escape business when none of the other husbands are? Rocky's been in escape business since 1995 when he was asked by Candy to manage the group. When originally he was managing me. Rocky was responsible for bringing in lawyers to reconstruct our deal in 1995. He was the one who brought the great escape tour the only tour where we made millions. Then when we were Escape 3, Rocky went back out and fought real hard to bring more shows to us because wasn't nobody checking for Escape 3. Rocky also brought Tricky Stewart to the table to executive produce our EP. He even sent Candy all of the music in hopes that she would have a change of heart. Then Rocky reached back out to see if she wanted to come back, even though we didn't want her to. Truth be told, we were making more money without her. Name one time when Escape cut Rocky a check after all the shows that he brought. I guess they expected me to pay him, which wasn't fair. But I do respect Tiny, because she did pay him something. Kudos to you, boo. She never directly answered a question because she needs to go talk to her brain, which is Rocky. The one time that Rocky comes to my testimonials, 
Of course I know the song, I I wrote it. <laughs> Keep in mind, Rocky and I have been together for 28 years. I mean, we've had highs and lows. He's not perfect. I'm not perfect. We're still work in progress, you know, so. But when I said my vows, I meant that. So y'all pray for me. Like I said, this thing ain't been easy. Since day one, it's been attack on Tasha. I love y'all. I just want y'all to love me back. That's all. All right. Let me come back on the screen, child. Ooh, woo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't hold my laughter in a certain price. When she kept adding that tiny edit, that shit had me cracking up. And then that clip of Candy singing, child. <laughs> okay. So anyhow, you know, the whole situation, like I said, is sad because at the end of the day, these are sisters. And I will say this. I feel like, and this is just me keeping it real, reality television is not meant to show folks in a positive light. It's just not. Nobody's going to sit there and watch y'all just practice and hum and two-step and doo-wop. We're not going to sit there and watch that. Reality TV show, they construct conflict or they find conflict that's already existing then they make it bring they make it bigger and they bring it to the forefront so when you sign on for a reality television show you got to know that it's not meant to bring peace and harmony unfortunately you know because they want reactions they want drama so my thing is why even sign up for this and remember and this also means SWV as well Remember before there was ever an SWV and Escape show, remember SWV had that show with Salt and Pepper. Now, remember all the drama with that show. That show ended up being so toxic, Salt and Pepper and Spinderella, they ended up dissolving their relationship. Spinderella done sued Salt and Pepper. Salt, Pepper, and Spinderella are officially no more. Why? Because of the reality TV show. They officially broke up after that show and Spinderella sued them. So my thing is, that was the blueprint to see like how bad it can get when you guys are airing all this out on, you know, national television, you got folks digging in stuff. They said the man Rocky got a whole side baby. Never knew that. I thought they were happily married and had the oldest son that was in college playing basketball. They say he out here with another baby and all types of stuff. I personally do not think this was a good look for the for either group. I think SWV could have just kept doing their own thing or had their own solo reality TV show or maybe Escape and Candy and them would have had one. I just don't think it was a good look. I think this has opened up a can of worms that nobody was ready for. Um, and from what I'm hearing, a lot of folks are really, a lot of people involved in the show are really pissed off and hurt behind the scenes. They're really upset because social media is a whole nother beast. And y'all got to understand these ladies come from an era where there was no social media. So all of your conflict and things like that, you handle behind the scenes. The only people who knew about it were people who were there. But now in social media, you have 
you know, the fans and especially these babies. It ain't the people like me in our late 30s and 40s. We don't have time to be running behind gaslighting and creating, stirring up the pot between escaping SWV. Our old asses, we just sitting here with tea. We sipping, we laughing. We reminiscing our high school and junior high days. And then we're going to bed. You know what I'm saying? Shit, we tired. Y'all be up all night harassing these women. Going in, as soon as they go live, y'all are in there with emojis, cussing them out. Y'all are switching up their names and calling them all types of shit. So it's the young folks. Y'all wasn't even around when these groups were hot. Why y'all so invested? <laughs> they're more mad at the folks. That, they're more mad than the people in their 30s and 40s. It's all the 20-somethings. They got all the smoke. Y'all, all y'all jealous of Candy because Candy got money. We all know Candy got money. Y'all already know Candy from Real Housewives because that's what y'all's generation watches. Y'all don't even know these other women. And ain't nobody even heard of no SWUV. We ain't never seen y'all before. Y'all need to be humble and play homage because Candy's on Real Housewives. These are like comments I'm seeing. I'm like, whose daughters are these? Go to bed. Like... I'm telling you, it's like the people in their 20s, honey, they are going off about this whole situation. I think the people on social media are creating and making the, the flames even worse, right? Because the comments, I'm just over here shaking my head and laughing as I'm seeing some of these comments. But I think another aspect that I had to keep it real on, the reason why a lot of people are willing to go on reality television knowing that there's more negativity with it than even positivity is because them checks ain't coming in like they used to. And that's just keeping it real. Reality television is almost like an out and a way for people to get money now. Music ain't selling like it was, and especially if you're an older group. This young generation, they got a short attention span. So if you're not dropping music every other week, like NBA Youngboy, they're not checking for it. So it's like out of sight, out of mind. So this is a way to bring back people who may have been hot back in the day. It's a chance for them to get like a second resurgence on their career. But a lot of times it really ends up messing up that group than it does helping them out. Reality, especially black reality television, they don't get as many benefits from being on reality television as, you know, other people. Now, I will say that Candy's probably one of the few people. Now, she's had her ups and downs. She's had, you know, where fans have liked or not liked her, stuff like that. But she's been able to really, like, to really blow up not only off reality television, but expand into other businesses. From Bedroom Candy to the OLG to her, you know, her uh, the Blaze restaurant. You know, all the stuff she does outside of writing music, producing and stuff like that. So she's been able to really utilize the Real Housewives of Atlanta and plateau it into plays and just really helping her out. And I think a lot of people are seeing that I, I want to call it the candy treatment. You know, what I'm saying how she was able to really blow up from reality television. It's really, she's one of the few people that's really benefited her and her brand because before Real Housewives of Atlanta, I had not heard Candy's name probably since I was pregnant with my oldest child, okay? When her album came out way back in the early 2000s. I'd never heard her name like that. But once she came on, you know, Real Housewives, I'm like, okay, I remember Candy from Escape. You know, so that really made people 
see her and recognize her. So I thank all of these people from back in the day, you know, unless they're still touring, this is a way for them to get their name back out there. Remember, as much as Tamar cried about reality television and how it made her look bad, why is she running back to reality television? A lot of these folks don't have nothing else to offer. People are not buying the music. They got beautiful voices, don't get me wrong, but people are not streaming their music like that. You know, unless you're one of these the, these young teeny boppers, you know, the Glorillas and the, uh, what's the little Lotto or whatever, you know, unless you're like of that generation, they're not gonna go really and stream Tamar's music. Tamar can only get attention for her music with antics on social media would jumping into this whole drama with Escape and SWV when it has nothing to do with Tamar. So it's like, again, thank you, Ice Spice, Bad Baby, all that stuff. It's like, again, if reality TV is so bad and it destroyed your relationships with your family and this and that, then why keep going back to reality television? You know, so I, I really think at this point, a lot of people are struggling financially and they're just like, you know what? If this is the only way I can get a bag, I'm willing to open up all the skeletons in my closet. I'm willing to put my family on front street. You know what I'm saying? To get some of that limelight. Because you notice everybody keeps coming for candy. They all got something to say about candy. Well, candy is the main one who's been able to make a good living off of reality TV. Even when Tamar made that snarky comment about Todd and when somebody was saying, I think it was Akbar, was like, oh, are y'all coming for my cousin? That's because my cousin's the richest on the show. And somebody was like, what does money have to do with it? And Tamar replied back and she said, I don't know why they're bringing up money because we all have a nice little coin. But my man had money before he met me. He didn't have to make you know, his, his money off of my brand and my businesses. So basically taking a shot at Todd. But Todd was a producer. It wasn't like Todd was some bum-ass dude, you know what I'm saying, on the block. You know, he worked for Bravo. He was a producer. He was a, I believe he was one of like the editors or one of the videographers. So he worked on set. You know, he just crossed the damn, you know, fourth wall. But he still had a good working job. Those are good paying jobs. So I think a lot of it is that people want candy spot. Remember, back in the day, a lot of folks looked down at reality television. Uh, it was beneath a lot of people. Y'all remember all y'all 90 kids when reality television first came out. Remember the real world, road rules on MTV. Don't have me bring it back. Remember Tammy Roman? She was one of the first people to ever get an abortion on television. Remember Pedro Zamora? He was one of the first people that, you know, I ever knew with HIV. We all love Pedro. When he died, it was like a family member died. Remember Puck? Okay? So we grew up. Yeah, it was all, it was trashy. It was looked down upon. So there were levels to this shit. You only did reality television for like Z-list fame because all the people from like the original uh, real world, road rules, they didn't blow up off of that. They were Because there was no social media. Remember Flavor of Love? They didn't really blow up off of that. There wasn't no social media. We watched them on TV. That was it. A lot of the girls from Flavor of Love went broke. You know, Delicious was able to like really cultivate something for herself, but most of them just work a regular nine to five job. It wasn't until recently, I would say in the past maybe eight to 10 years, 
that the attitudes towards reality television change. And I think what really made it change was shows like The Real Housewives, where show that opulence and, you know, rich women doing their thing and this and that, this and that. I mean, a lot of them was, you know, scheming and scamming, but it is what it is. But I think with shows like that, that showed a different side of reality television and the Kardashians, uh, the Hills, things like that kind of showed that opulent lifestyle where it's like, okay, well, we can show more of our life and we don't have to be like on a dusty road rules bus, you know, doing challenges. So I think because Candy was one of the first ones to jump on it, you know, being a celebrity and putting her life out there and it's really benefited her. I think there is some animosity. So not everybody's trying to jump on the reality TV train, you know, in hopes of doing the same thing, recreating the same thing. And the reason why I say that is because I remember when her and Marlo were going back and forth this spring and Marlo kept saying, Candy wants to be the only one. She doesn't help other women. And then Candy went off on the red carpet and was talking about all the stuff she had did for Marlo to help get her peach on the Real Housewives. And I'm like, why do people keep coming at her? But the more you think about it, because she was one of the first, because even when Nene came on the show, Nene wasn't a celebrity. She became a celebrity from the show. Nobody knew the hell who Lanithia was. People fell in love with her personality. But Candy came on the show as a celebrity. Hence why her and Nene were kind of beefing that season that Candy first came on because Nene felt away because Candy already had a following. So... And I think because of that, that's where a lot of the drama comes in, where they're kind of using their reality TV fame, Tiny and Candy, to almost, and I'm not going to say they're throwing it in the face of like SWV or the other women, but they definitely are leveraging it to their benefit. Is it right? Is it wrong? It's not for me to say, because whenever you have something that can benefit you, you'd be silly to not pull that card, right? But I think that's where, where a lot of the conflict is coming in. They haven't misconstrued that because they do have a big following and because we do enjoy watching them on reality television, that that translates to ticket sales. And that's not necessarily the case because, again, most of the people who watch Candy on reality television are younger. So younger people in their teens and 20s They'll watch you on TV all day. They ain't got shit else to do after school or on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? And the TV's right in the living room. They ain't got to waste no gas. They ain't got to, you know, ask their mama for a ride. Just go on downstairs, sit on the couch and watch Real Housewives. You know what I'm saying? And then follow them on Instagram. It don't take none but two seconds to follow somebody. But are those same girls going to ask their parents to go buy tickets to take them to the escape concert. They might now because of all the drama, but ordinarily not really. That's not this generation's cup of tea. They're asking their parents for ice spice tickets. You get what I'm saying? So I think that's where it's kind of, I get Candy's point, but then I also, she also has to be realistic and understand it's two different fan bases. It's younger people watching her on television and following her. That doesn't necessarily mean that those same people are going to come to the concerts. Whereas with SWV, we know them for doing touring and concerts. And most people who are going to go watch them is them same kids that watch Candy. Their parents are going to buy tickets to go see SWV. So I just think that, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Krista. Krista said, break it down. 
So I just think the conflict, it, it is sad that it's gotten this bad, you know, where it went from even them arguing about co-headlining, headlining, to now, you know, this whole money situation and, and thievery, and then the whole daughter conflict, you know, where one daughter feels like she's not loved like the other daughter, and there's all this favoritism, and that is one of the most hurtful things especially when you're seen as the black, the black sheep of the family. It's very hurtful, you know, and that's why I always tell people as parents, and it, it can be hard, but you got to try your best to treat your kids fair. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be a situation where you have one child that's your favorite and then this child you openly scorn because it really does take a toll on that person. You know what I'm saying? You want to try and break that cycle. So I, my heart definitely goes out to Tamika because that just sucks. You can clearly see the mother does favor Latasha. Um, even when she was mouthing to Latasha, she's just jealous. Like, what? Why would you say that? You know, I thought that was just uncalled for. You never say that the other sibling, especially on TV, it's one thing if it's like a private conversation, but on TV to say that she's just jealous, they weren't even talking about anything that would even remote to jealousy. It just didn't make any sense why the mother said that. So the show was crazy, but I did like the edits. Though. I thought whoever did Latasha's edits were funny, but um, it's going to be interesting to see like where they go from here. I think at this point, it's getting really dirty, especially with the social media drama on both fandoms and both sides and people, you know, I'm team Latasha, I'm team Tamika, I'm team Candy, I'm team SWV, I'm team Tamar. It's causing a lot, a lot of drama. So it's going to be interesting if this even ends up moving into a season two. Because the Salt and Pepper show did not come back for a season two whatsoever. And even after The Great Escape, when they first did their first reality TV show, they never had a season two after that. This is technically the season two. So it's very interesting that they're willing to go back on reality television. Let me go ahead and read some of these comments here. Um, okay, I see Moneybag Mo in the house. She sent $99.99 twice. Monique, thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis, for the super chat. Thank you. She always comes through. That's what we call her around these parts, money bag mo. So thank you, sis. Um, let's see here. C. Johnson sent $4.99. Says, happy Friday. I know you're going live. I had a feeling. LOL. Mama T is a Mama G is a piece of work. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat. Thanks for coming through. Uh, let's see here. West sent $7.99, says love from Australia. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, Deidre Nelson sent $10. Thank you, Deidre. Appreciate you for the super chat. Oh, let's see here. Oh, Janae Africa sent $0.99 cent and a super sticker. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, Nova. Oh, no average brother. Okay, I like that. Sent $19.99. He says, happy Friday, T. I enjoyed your blog on the new construction. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I was so scared to like share that video. And it's it's child. I I think I made it private again. Um, I don't keep a lot of stuff up like that, but um, I'm glad you got a chance to watch it. I enjoyed filming it. Um I have been busy in between all this stuff and dealing with, you know, the second build. It's been a lot of work, 
but I'm super excited. Yesterday we were, we spent about, oh God, six hours. Me and my builder, we were at the tile and stone place, picking out all the details for like the living room, the kitchen, the island, all that stuff. So I got some beautiful pieces um, for the bathroom. So just, I'm really doing a lot of porcelain in this house. I want it to look very modern, very high end. So we spent the whole day there just going over color schemes and textures and stuff. So I did film some of it. I did record some and I might edit it and, and put it together. Um, I have a you know quite a bit of footage from yesterday and it was fun, but it's just been a really just fun process. And I'm just glad that I was able to share that with you guys, you know, and especially being that um it's it's something I enjoy doing. I just I love building, I love flipping, I love construction. I've learned a lot. Um, and I really want to get into it more. So that's more that I, that's what I want to focus on. But again, I'm still keeping an eye out on everything that's going on as far as like the market and stuff like that. But it's a really fun process. And once you've built your own home, like a custom home, you can't go back to just like buying a regular home. You're going to want to do custom again. So anytime you can do that, it takes a while. It's not an overnight process. Um, but if you can find the right builder um, and do a, a custom build and build it to your specifications, it's like the best feeling in the world. It's like the funnest. So I, I love being able to just know that we put everything in here from the ground up is just really awesome. So thank you so much. And I'm really grateful that you enjoyed the video. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Oh. Somebody said, oh, Crystal said I'm late. No, you're not late. Come on in. I've been going for about 49 minutes. Time is already flying. Okay, let me see here. Uh, Kate the Great, Sanfai says, you look beautiful. Are you going out tonight? Go, girl. Have a safe weekend. No, I'm not going nowhere tonight. Thank you so much, though. I appreciate it. Nope, I will be in tonight. Um, Sean sent a super sticker uh for 99 cent thank you so much sean appreciate you curly Rurley says t looking fine as always caught glad i caught the live thank you so much i appreciate you thanks for coming through the flyest girl t says t will you ever do a deep dive but a true crime spin for example famous true crime cases in the 90s or something um I don't know if I would do a deep dive on that. I would just do that like a, I would just do a regular like a 90s true crime story, like something that took place back in the day. And I would just do that on my true crime channel. But I wouldn't do a deep dive on that though. But thank you. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, Ehan Williams sent 1999 says, love you, love you too. Thank you so much for coming through today. Glam, uh, glam.zan. Sim 499 says, did you see the TikTok hearing? Why are they not giving the same smoke to Meta after Twitter files came out saying that they were in cahoots with the government? Yeah, I did watch some of the TikTok hearing. The TikTok owner, whatever, he was definitely uncomfortable. He did not like being in that position. Um, I think at this point, it's it's all BS. It's It's all BS. I think the problem is American apps 
have lost a lot of users due to the censorship and the BS. And people saying, you know what, we're not dealing with Meta, we're, we don't care about Instagram like that. All these apps, you have people going to Rumble, going to alternative platforms. A lot of people are now going back to the WWWs. Like I've been telling y'all that for the past few years, we were conditioned to get all our news from microblogging on Instagram, like the Shade Room, on YouTube, like watching, you know, videos. We're used to like a one-stop shop. Whereas back in the day, we went to everybody's website. It was almost like collecting the mail or going to like a different classroom. I remember going to bossup.com, freddio.com, uh, straight from the a.com, um, alexjones.com, you know, just all those dot-coms. And then everything was, oh, just go on Instagram. All your news, everything you need will be on your feed or just go on Facebook. So that was a way we didn't realize it at the time, but, but these social media apps were conditioning us to get away from all of these people who are running their own websites. You know, they were, they were, look, remember how many people were blogging back in the day? You had mommy bloggers. Yes. PerezHilton.com. You know, you had all these websites and people were able to get their own advertising and just all types of stuff. And then we got conditioned to using these apps. Okay. And what did that benefit? It benefited the app companies. They made billions of dollars off of the information, off of the content, off of the content creators. And besides YouTube, which has been a blessing for so many people, none of these other apps shared revenue. As many damn tweets as I sent out through the years, you think I got paid for a single tweet? Absolutely the hell not. As many pictures as we posted on Instagram and, and stories, we got paid from Instagram maybe three times from the reels and that's it. But they made billions of dollars. So now you got TikTok coming out and this generation really loves TikTok. They have the, you know, really short attention spans. It The algorithm for the most part is fair. You know, you can go on TikTok and you'll, it may not be as fair to some black creators, but you can see a wide variety of people on TikTok. I mean, you'll see obese people, you'll see old people, you'll see interracial couples. You kind of have a wide variety, whereas like on other apps, you're only seeing the, you know, a fraction of your followers or only a certain look is being shown to you all the time. So I think it's more about jealousy and animosity that all of the attention is being given to TikTok and the Chinese government, the CCP, they have so much access to us and our information. But the difference is all of these apps do. They're trying to demonize TikTok, but Instagram, Facebook, they collect the same information on people. It's just that now it's a problem if it's the Chinese government doing it. And I'm not saying I want the Chinese government to have all my info, but it seems like now it's a problem. And it all boils down to money. More the money, more the attention is going over there. I know they do have some type of monetization thing on TikTok. I don't know how, I don't know. I don't know how the pay structure works or if people make a lot of money. I know most of the people who make money on there is from direct sponsorships, but I know they do have some type of monetization, but I don't know if it's like YouTube or not. But yeah, the hearing is going to be very interesting. 
I can see them banning it um, and then saying, oh, we'll just join Snapchat or Reels. It's the same thing. But I don't think they're banning it for our own protection, quote unquote. It's, it's simply jealousy is what I'm seeing. American apps are not as popular as they once were. And let's not forget that big tech, you know, has played a pivotal role in government, you know, and those days are kind of falling by the wayside. You have a lot of people now going back to building their websites and promoting their websites and getting off of platforms like Instagram and Facebook. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Um, Let's see here. Aaron Moore says, hey, auntie, love you and your channel. Just wanted to say thank you for the awesome deep dives. Just curious, who do you think should get paid more? Get paid more out of who? Thank you for the deep dives, um, for the compliments on the deep dives. But I'm not sure who you're talking about who should get paid more. Or maybe you're talking about SUV or escape. Is that maybe that's what she's talking about? Um, if we're, I'm assuming you're talking about S SWV and escape. As far as who should get paid more, I think in this situation where they're filming a reality TV show, if it's just for the one big reunion concert, it should be split down the middle. Now, if we're talking about a continuous, you know, tour situation then at that point, they have to go through the numbers. From what I'm hearing, Escape commands more money than SWV. So if we're going to do a... Am I saying SWV? SWV, I'm sorry. SWV. It's not like I'm saying SUV. I'm sorry. But they said that Escape commands more money. So if I'm Escape, and if for my shows, I'm not going to do anything under... I'm just throwing an example out there under $60,000, but SWV is talking about they're willing to do a show for 10. I don't want to take a pay cut either. So I definitely feel candy on that. Like I said, if it's a one-time thing, I think it's okay to just, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm willing to do it for the fans, for the look, you know, girl power, you know, a one-time thing. It's not a big deal. But if it's something continuous, then at that point they have to read, they have to reevaluate the pay structure. Because let's be, let's be real, y'all. Nobody's gonna take a pay cut for anybody. I wouldn't, you know? So I think people have to be honest about that. <laughs> not, <laughs> not the SWV emojis. Y'all are a mess. I said SUV. I'm sorry. SWV. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's gonna be interesting. I don't think there's gonna be a tour though. From what I'm seeing with the drama, I think I think it's over. I think each group is just going to go on about their way and call it a day. And the thing is, with Escape, Candy's good. She doesn't need to tour. So if Candy's doing this, she's really doing it for the love of it. Of course, she got to get a check. But she's not doing it because she has to. And that's the difference. And I think that's why her attitude is kind of like, I don't need to settle because I don't have to do this anyways you know what i mean take it or leave it so i think that's why it's kind of her attitude is that way whereas you know a lot of these um old school groups that is their bread and butter they have to keep touring you know what i'm saying to pay the bills so i think that's somewhat the difference oh denise says coco said no tour so they already announced it no tour mm. 
Yeah, I figured. Y'all love making fun of my ex, and y'all don't stop. Y'all knew what the hell I damn meant. <laughs> It'd be hard for me to enunciate certain words. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see here. Fly Girl T says, T, did you see the famous sex scene between Chloe Bailey and damn some Idris on Swarm? I did see it. I saw it. I was like, child, bye. Next. I just feel like she she just be trying too hard. I just, I get it. It's a movie and she's trying to shed her Disney image and all that stuff. But I would like, what, what was I supposed to do with this? I saw it. it just, I just kept scrolling. It did nothing for me. It's like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I haven't watched it though. I want to watch the full movie, but the little sex scene, I'm like, why is this viral? Like it didn't, I, I don't, it did nothing for me. I was just like, this is what everybody's hyped about. Okay. Next. Yeah. It did nothing for me. The little yelping and I just, I didn't care. But um, I heard that the the movie is good, so I want to watch. I just haven't gotten a chance to watch the full movie. I'd rather watch the full movie in context than get hyped about you know a bunch of heavy breathing and yelping. I was like, child, next. so hyped about anything honey she's trying to shed her disney image that's all i saw yeah she's been shedded it that's i'm like what are people so shocked about like she been out there you know what i'm saying being all va va voom about it being you know overtly sexual so i didn't understand like what was all like why was everybody so hyper upset about like she been doing that and she's grown Oh, it's a TV series? Okay, yeah, I haven't watched it. I heard about it, but I thought it was for like a movie scene. So it's a whole TV series. Okay. What does it come on? Is it on Netflix or Hulu? Child, we just saw the sex scene and kept it moving. It's on Prime? Amazon Prime? Okay, I do. I have Prime. I might have to check that out then. I haven't, I have never watched it. I didn't hear, I didn't know about it until the sex scene went viral that everybody went. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm a freak. I thought I was going to see a little bit more. I didn't see too much. I was like, what, what the fuck is the hype? I didn't see a whole lot, but I guess maybe it's because of who the person was. I, I just was like, okay. You know, social media. So let me go ahead. I want, dang, I've been out here for an hour. So I want to talk about all this stuff that's going on with Black China. So if you guys don't know, Black China has really been revamping herself. She's saying that she's not a reborn again Christian. Uh, she left OnlyFans. She was making like $2 million a year. She's taking out her fillers in her face, her lip injections. Uh, I think she was getting like her butt reduced, all types of stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and play you guys this interview that Black China did recently with the Daily Mail, where she's talking about it. So a lot of people are really trying to figure out, you know, 
Is she being sincere? Has she really changed? So let's go ahead and watch a snippet of this interview here. Give me just a second. I'm doing it for myself, but then like encouraging other people that's even thinking about it. I wanted to reverse it. So I was like, let me take this out and get back to myself. Everybody's been really, really supportive. Like even when I posted, I didn't think that it was going to be so massive. Like I posted, it was like maybe 3.30 in the morning and I'm like, just trying, I'm healing for my surgery. And I'm like, let me just post these. And I went to sleep and I woke up and it was like, like, but in a positive way. And then when I saw that, I'm like, this makes me want to even be more open and vulnerable, like with the people so they can see. So that's when I documented, like me dissolving my face fillers and the lips, you know, as women, like we want to look the best and like as fake as possible and plastic and everything needs to be perfect and this and that, but that's not normal. You know, that comes from like insecurity and different things of that sort. And just being in that certain kind of life and lifestyle, kind of done with that type of lifestyle. And I just want to step into my own. I have my church home with my, my pastor, James. Hi, Pastor James. Love you. Pastor and his wife. And I have Miss Alex and my prayer warriors that helped me uh, along this way because you just can't do it by yourself. You have to have like a team to help you go through it because sometimes you might kind of fall short. And especially with somebody that is, uh, very familiar with the Bible. So it helps. I guess then sometimes like I might need extra prayer that day. Like I don't turn the phone. Like I need y'all to pray extra hard for me today because I'm like going through it. So like all the prayers combined to be sent. It's just a beautiful thing. I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired of the same repetitive things. So I'm like, let me dig deep and see what it is that I'm doing wrong. Cause obviously it's something that I'm not doing right. Even if I think I'm doing something right. I wasn't, I wasn't doing the right thing. So now I'm like doing the right thing to the best of my ability so I can become whole. I'm not doing OnlyFans anymore. And, you know, shout out to the girls that do do it, but I'm kind of past that. I'm past that. It's like one of those things I did what I needed to do at that moment because of the circumstances that I was in. And then it's like, you do it and it's just like, you got to get out of it. And besides like me being baptized, like that's just not, that's just not, what God would want me to do. Like, and it's kind of like, no, it's degrading. All right, honey, let me come back on the screen. So let me say this. Um, we've been posting about her change over the past, I think, week, two weeks, whatever. Now, I will say that if she's really being sincere and she's really changing, then good on her. Um, but I will, I also have to keep it real. One of the things that kind of annoys me, not with her, but just with, I would say more or less social media than even the celebrities is that when regular degler women, right. Commentators such as myself, um, who else? Maybe like Queen Choma. She, she kind of hits on a lot of topics too about, you know, body positivity, how young women look at themselves. When we say things like, yeah, you don't need a bunch of fillers in your face, or we talk about women being overtly sexual, right? It's so much like, you're a hater, you're ugly. I remember when I was speaking on Tiana Taylor with her and Iman when they went on that stupid hobo tour 
just constantly telling the world that they were doing threesomes. We be busting bitches down. We go to Brazil. We just be fucking bitches. We don't even know their last name. It's like, why are you talking like this? Like, who, who, like, that's your business. Like, who cares? Like, why, like, why do you guys feel the need to let us know that you guys are constantly engaging in threesomes? And remember, her threesomes overshadowed the music. Everybody was here for the sex talk, but none of these freaks went about her music. And I was calling that out. Like, like you should be taking these radio. <laughs> Did y'all say the voice? <laughs> That's how she was sounding like a fucking man. We be busting bitches down in Brazil. Girl, you got a whole daughter. Y'all was talking like this in front of your mama. Like, come on. They should have used that time to promote the music. And, you know, just because I love their family dynamic. Like, I think Tiana Taylor is such a cool chick. And she's bigger than that. Like, why are you, you know, why are you bringing yourself down to, like, the lowest common denominator? Like, that's, like, the easiest thing to talk about is sex. Let us know more about you. We know you're sexy. You got a, a body of a goddess. You know what I'm saying? So you you naturally ooze sex appeal. We don't need to hear all that. But, child, I got drugged. All oh, your sex negative, this and that. You're a hater. You're ugly. But, again, these same people who are dragging me for speaking the truth, None of them went and bought this woman's album, okay? So now back to Black China. Same thing. Okay, Black China be doing the most overtly sexual. This ain't a good look. You're a mother now. You're getting older. Calm down. You're a hater. You're a hater. You're a hater. Now she's saying the same thing that we've been saying for years. And all of a sudden it's, gates of heaven has opened like all of a sudden she's saying all this prolific shit i'm like am i living in the upside down world we've been saying this for years how long have we been telling girls you don't need to have a whole face full of fuck you don't have to have a whole beat face and all the contouring and all the makeup and just all the over exaggerations you're a hater you're just ugly that's always people's response but now that these women are saying, now it's cute to, oh, this is, what is, what they call it now, a natural beat. But if you didn't, you know, I'm like, I don't like a whole lot of stuff on my face. Well, that's just because you don't know how to apply makeup. That's because you're ugly. I, no, I just don't like a lot of makeup. But now, you know, a natural beat is in. Now, oh, you know, I like a natural beat. I just, you know, just a little bit. You, you know, you don't need a whole lot of makeup. Now that's in. I'm like, social media is such a weird place. It really is. And now it's like, now like being, you know, being more couth is in. Now the stuff that she's saying, like I'm seeing everybody praising her. And I'm not saying she shouldn't be praised for, but I'm like, well, where was all the praise for the women who have been talking like this? Who've been saying this? I'm glad y'all see where I'm coming from. It's like now that she's saying it, all of a sudden it's all this, you know, like, like, like this new light has just been. <laughs> y'all know what I'm trying to say, right? Like all of a sudden it's like the, the whole Instagram has just been awakened because Black China says so. I'm like, she ain't saying shit that we ain't been saying. What the fuck are y'all praising her for? Like, we been saying this. Now, my thing is this. Did you really quit OnlyFans, sis? Or did the economy make a lot of y'all quit OnlyFans because y'all's not getting the money that y'all was getting? Let's keep it real. It's always easy to change a new leaf when things ain't working the way it's been working. 
you know, people don't have the extra money right now to splurge on sex workers and to, you know, 25 bucks a month to sit there and look at bad baby. Now, when Pornhub is free, I'm just saying. So while I can applaud her for, you know, growing up finally and wanting to change, I, you know, my thing is I'm not going to just clap and praise her and be like, oh, she's 100% changed yet. I'm going to still sit back and watch because I notice a lot of people will try and pull the, oh, I'm reborn again. I'm going the Christian route. I'm being more demure once it's convenient, once that whole lifestyle ain't working. Who's that girl? Uh, the one that had the baby by the basketball player, Brittany. I can't think of her last name. Now she's like doing all this. I regret being a hoe and all that stuff. Y'all know who I'm talking about? Write her name down if y'all, because I, I can't think of her last name. Brittany uh, Grinner. No, no, that's the basketball player. Not Renner. Thank you, Brittany Renner. <laughs> got that damn basketball player. <laughs> Why nobody trying to hold out that basketball player? Y'all stop going to write Brittany Grinner. Um, Brittany Renner. Thank y'all. Brittany Renner. It's like now that you know, she feels like she done gave it up to everybody and everybody done got the box. Now, oh, now she's like on this red pill thing. My thing is, I just hope it's sincere, you know, because in 2020, I, you know, I'm sorry, I just got to keep it real. She was doing this less than two years ago. That's why I'm just like, I'm not ready to clap yet. I, you know, I'm a, you know, I want to make sure that she's really serious about what she's saying. Because y'all remember this in 2020. She even had the So again, I really hope and pray that she's really taken, you know, that she's really a reborn again Christian and she's taken it seriously because that was just a few years ago. And my thing is, it's one thing to be a freak, but it's another thing to get the Baphomet tatted on your ass. Like, what the hell? I'm just saying. So I'm hoping she got that covered with some roses or something like that. Okay. And that she's really taking her walk with Jesus and her newfound, you know, Christianity seriously. And it's not just like something else to get into because right now being overtly sexual, like people are over it, right? It's, it's, it's an oversaturated market. At this point, we don't see everybody's ass cheeks and we don't see some of y'all's assholes on OnlyFans. OK, I don't even got an OnlyFans. There's no reason to this day that I should know what little fizz's mushroom tip looks like. OK, so again, I just hope that she's being sincere um, and she's taking it sincerely and she's really wanting to change and she's really wanting to better herself. I'm all for people changing. I think everybody can, you know, can be given grace to, you know, move out of a situation, do better. But my only issue is I just find it funny that when women were saying this for years, like, you know, all this whole culture, because that's what I call it, it's just whole culture, nothing new, but all this whole stroke culture on Instagram and, you know, getting flued out and, you know, fucking for bags and, you know, this and that, like, all that stuff is going to get pretty tiring. It's cute now when you're 19, but, you know, let's check in again when she turned 25 and you done been ran through by damn near everybody in the industry. You know, but when people were speaking like that, it's like you were called a hater 
for thinking outside the box and being like, nah, I don't co-sign this. This ain't cute. I don't think this is a good way for young women to represent themselves and stuff like that. It's like you were seen as some type of like old school mom. And it's like, no, you know, that's just how I, I view stuff. But now that, you know, these same girls who were promoting this same whole culture, now that they're all, I guess, deciding to repent, didn't they say Alexis Sky? She went back to, you know, she's a reborn again Christian now. I don't know if she's going to get that tattoo, you know, on her ass changed or what. But I've noticed in a lot of these same girls who were like big Instagram girls and, you know, who really pushed this, this whole culture, because that's what it was for years. Now they're all, you know, running to Christ. Good luck. That's all I'm going to say. Good luck. And I hope it's real. I hope they're being sincere. I hope they're just not doing this because, you know, it's just something else to do. So that's what I'll say about that. Because I just think, you know, selling sex will always be around. But I just think at this point, a lot of people are over it. A lot of guys are not willing to pay as much for it. And, you know, that whole Instagram culture is dying. Plus, Instagram is trying to add a subscription fee. Everybody ain't going to be sitting there paying for, you know, a subscription fee on Instagram and a subscription fee on OnlyFans. Not going to do that. We're not going to do both. One or the other. <laughs> so I, I think that. But I, I just hope that, you know, she's being serious about this and she's just not using this for quote unquote clout. And this is something that she's taking serious. And if she is, then kudos to her again for changing and just making about her children and wanting to do better in her life. You know what I'm saying? But just like with the Kardashians, I find it very interesting with them how they're the main ones who promoted this whole thicky thick culture and, you know, getting surgery and, you know, all this stuff to women. And now it's like, oh, big asses are out. I don't even care anymore. Oh my God, get this ass out of here. What are we like skinny and trim and slim? Uh -huh. You know, and now they can just, you know, dissolve the ass injections, take out the titty implants and be sitting there looking like a fucking stick. Like what? <laughs> like, what the hell is this? You know, so I, I just find it just very funny. Like, you know, now that everybody's over it, now that they're over it, now everybody wants their ass out. Everybody wants their nails off. You know, everybody wants to go natural. It's like, okay, all right. I just hope, you know, folks are being serious about it, especially when it comes to the God talk. I hope they're being serious about it and they're really walking the walk and not just doing it for social media. So, I wish her the best. I do. And I just hope she's being serious about it. Because that when I seen her with that tattoo two years ago, that did not sit well in my spirit. I just felt like, you know, she kind of took it too far with the Baphomet tattoo. But hopefully she'll get that removed and, you know, really follow her walk and her path. So, yeah, man, them Kardashians, they're like stick skinny. They have took out all the meat. You know what I'm saying? Like Kim is super skinny, Chloe. I just find it very interesting. I find it very interesting. So now I want to go ahead and um let me hit on. Okay, 6-9. He got jumped the other day. This is a mess. And matter of fact, Black China also spoke on 6-9. We have posted that earlier today, too. Let me share with y'all this. Hold on. 
This was after he got jumped. He was being followed. He got jumped at a gym in Florida and he was being followed around the gym. Let me share this with y'all. Sheesh. Don't stop recording. Hey, man, it's a free country, man. No, don't stop recording. Damn. Stop recording. It's a goddamn free country, man. Come on, stop recording. Sheesh. Hey, God, that was good. Throw me on the big fan, bro. So we're here we are. Sheesh. Since now I got it. Whoa. Police can't help you now, baby. <laughs> Joe can't help you now, baby. <laughs> Okay, I'm not trying to be funny. Did he get beat out of his pants? Oh, this is the video. I don't want to play the video, though. Shout. I'm not going to play the video because YouTube will flag it. I'm trying to figure out why he's walking around in his drawers. Um, some people are saying that it's staged. Other people are saying that, no, it really happened. I think that it did happen. I don't think it was staged, but I feel like he's definitely going to monopolize off of this even his security guard is out now talking about he wants to fight the guy that fought six nine and the fact that the guy fought him and recorded and put it on the internet he's an idiot because regardless of the situation that is still assault and you can still go to jail for assaulting somebody but do i feel bad that he got beat up not really because again he talks a lot of shit constantly. And I don't care if he's playing or not. He's constantly antagonizing people, constantly stirring up stuff. And this time it caught up to him. So I feel absolutely no ways. Let me go ahead. I'm going to see if I have the clip of um, Black China. She spoke on it because, you know, she worked with uh, 6 9 before. They had did a video together. So I'm going to go ahead and play all this clip. Looks like Madi has it up. Because... Like Danny, like he's really a nice guy. You know what I mean? Like he's a really genuinely nice guy. I just feel like social media will like change people, you know? But like in person, like the most really sad because like Danny, like he's really a nice guy. You know what I mean? Like he's a really genuinely nice guy. Okay. So you guys just heard what China had to say about the situation but like i said she has a relationship with him so she probably sees him different you know than most people but i just think he just needs to just sit down somewhere he should be in a situation where he was blessed enough to get out of that huge indictment from snitching on everybody whatever but he was able to get out of that and he came out of jail being just as wild and reckless and i think for the man to put hands on him there was some stuff that went on before the fight went down. We know how 6ix9ine talks and he goes off. He thinks he's untouchable. I think they got into an altercation. 6ix9ine was talking spicy. He didn't think the guy was going to do something to him. And he found out that day that fat meat is greasy. So hopefully he learns from this and he sits down somewhere. But he's definitely going to try and monetize it. Like I said, you already have a security guard, you know, talking about he wants to fight the guy for $10,000 and all this mess. So. 
The only good thing I can say about 6ix9ine is that he does give back to his community. I know he's always in Mexico handing out money and helping, you know, poor people there, which is awesome. But other than that, I ain't got no, 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 I ain't got nothing else to say. <laughs> I ain't got nothing else good to say. He does get back, though. I will give him that, but that's about it. So now I want to go ahead and also hit on the Nick Cannon, Christina Milian situation. This went viral earlier this week, if you guys don't know. And everybody was talking about this because, once again, the Shade Room was being messy. Nick Cannon was doing an interview with the Shade Room, and they asked him, who does he regret not impregnating? Which to me is just disgusting. So let me go ahead and um show y'all this real quick. So he says, if I say this, I know it's going to go viral. Nick Cannon, who has 12 children, told the Shade Room last Friday when asked whom of his exes he wishes he had procreated with. And he says, um, but when Christina Milian and I were doing Love Don't Cost a Thing, I remember when I found out she was pregnant years later and I was like, dang, man, I was so happy for her. And then he says, I remember when we were kids in love early on, we talked about that, but to each its own. So basically saying that he regrets not impregnating her. And so this is my response. I'm going to jump in my comment section, child. And so I said, this man is meant to, is, <laughs> I said, this man is a mentally ill degenerate. People only excuse People only make excuses for him because of his money and status. The more he speaks, the more of a sicko I see he is. He better hope his funny name daughters don't get treated the same way he treats women in general. Men like this are disgusting and will talk mess about how people better treat their daughters like queens, all the while not having a lick of respect for any other man's daughter. Shake my head. This cornball never even claimed Christina and cheated on her with Kim and several other women. He was also bragging on the radio in 2019 by saying, I don't think I did anything wrong. I wasn't cheating. You got to be in a relationship to cheat. That's how he felt about her, yet he regrets not impregnating her. Fuck out of here. So that was my response on Instagram. And my thing is, I'm just over Nick Cannon and people's excuses for him. He needs to leave Christina Mayan's name out his mouth at this point. And I thought it was such a stupid question for the shade room to ask. It's like, why do they want to continue perpetuating this particular lifestyle? The same lifestyle that they complain that they, you know, complain about men not being there, men not being fathers in the household. But then you guys think it's funny to ask a man who has 12 children currently, many of whom were born in the same year by six different women who he wished he would have impregnated. Like, that's an insane question to even ask. And my thing is, like I said, he was never, he never was even claiming her like that. And when she talked about how he cheated on her and how he broke her heart and all this stuff, she had found out when she was out of the country. And then his response is, uh, it, you know, it can't be cheating if we weren't even in a relationship, knowing that they were in a serious relationship at one point in time. I think that he's only mentioning her because she's happy right now. Christina Milian is married. She has three beautiful children. Um, she just got married like a few years ago. She just had another baby maybe like a year, year and a half ago. She's living her best life. 
and he wants to bring up her name. Let me show y'all. Here go some pictures of Christina Millan and her family. So that's that's her latest baby that she had, baby Isaiah. Um, that's her husband right there, Matt. That's them again. So, you know, she's in a good situation. This is, I don't know why they always be covering up half her baby's faces, but that's them. That's her oldest daughter with the dream. So Christina Mayan been out here minding her business, being a wife and a mother. And then here comes this degenerate mentioning her name. And his behavior to me is degenerate. I don't care what anybody says. People only excuse Nick Cannon because he's Nick Cannon. Again, if this was Nick Smith on the block who had all these children by different people, nobody would be excusing it. But people think that because you have money, somehow that means something. Obviously, it doesn't because even Mariah Carey um, was recently reported to be fighting for full custody of her children. And people try to say that she was wrong and she was trying to bring him down. No, she doesn't want her children to be a part of his circus. And even the dark-skinned babe, the, well, the only one black babe mama, um, she was even complaining, saying that Nick only comes around for a photo op. So he's not even physically taking care of all these children that he has procreated with these women, but yet the shade room has an earth to ask him who he regrets not procreating with. How about taking care of these 12 children that you have and stop worrying about children that, that, that thank God weren't conceived. She didn't need to be a part of this circus. And I'm glad that she's not. And I'm, I'm just sad from Mariah that she's been a part of this mess. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was just tacky. He's a degenerate. If this was anybody else, people would be calling him a degenerate. But again, because he has money and status, all of a sudden, you know, he's like, he's a king. <laughs> we was kings and shit. No, he's a degenerate. He, he's not a king. That's degenerate behavior. When you're purposely creating broken homes, I don't care how much money he has. He's not in those children's lives on a 24-7 basis at all. And there's been several of his baby's mothers who have come out and, and ranted and complained about how, you know, everything's on them. And people are like, well, why don't you have your rich baby daddy get you a nanny? And then they're cussing out, you know, the commenters. But yet you're taking to social media, you know, with your grievances. And when people give you advice, you go off. So, again, each one of them thought it was going to be something different. And, and it wasn't. He's a simple king. Nothing more, nothing less. Not king, but king. <laughs> where was cars and shit so he needs to sit down and let that woman live her life with her husband and her children and, and just leave her alone because like i said a few years ago he wasn't even claiming her now the son he missed you know he wished he would impregnate her why so that way she can be another one of his baby's mothers like absolutely not we're not yeah exactly he's definitely a narcissist hope starter i definitely agree he gives out very narcissistic vibes Y'all hit the like button. We got over 8,000 people in here, only 2,000 likes. Please hit the like button, y'all. Thank y'all. If y'all are having a good time in, on this Friday, please hit the like button. So let me see. I'm going to read a few more super chats here. Um, ooh, hold up here. I don't know what that says. Hey to hey hey T, it's random, but we started Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. We started Game of Thrones because of you and we're freaking loving it. 
the one your boyfriend told you not to worry about. Oh yeah, Game of Thrones is the shit. Yes, I I'm still I finished House of Dragons. Um, I'm away for the second season. Hopefully that's a little bit better. The first season was just a bit too much for me. And then when the king was dying, after a while, I was like, I had to hit up Emily. Like, when's this man gonna die? Because I can't be eating and watching his skin fall off. He had one tooth. He just, mm, he looked horrible near the end. He just looked like a bag of bones. The shout out to the makeup artist because the king looked horrible near the end of his life in House of Dragons. I was like, I'm over. You know, like you be ready to like, you know, sit back and chill. You got dinner ready. It's dimly lit. You about to watch House of Dragons. And then that king come on with looking like he about to fall over and die with his skin hanging off. I was like, oh, lost my damn appetite. <laughs> he had that one. All them teeth was me. He had that one tooth. Ugh. That was horrible. He had all the scabs on his hands and shit. Oh, hell no. I did not like House of Dragons. It was just too much. It was too much. They're like, the king died. I said, good shit. Bring on the next king. I don't like this old king. He just looked, he looked horrible. He looked horrible near the end, child. Mm-mm. I'm going to wait for season two. I'm going to definitely wait for season two. Hopefully season two is better. But the original Game of Thrones, I loved every season. Even the last one. Even season eight, I loved every season. So... But House of Dragons, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence about that. Um, let's see here. Jesse Adams says, girl, I said the same thing. Men are like, respect my daughter. Meanwhile, doing somebody else's daughter wrong. They're hypocrites. Exactly. And, and that's my issue. And it goes not just for Nick. That goes for Diddy, the game, all of them. They all talk that mush mouth shit about their daughters and how their daughters are queens. But yet and still, they had no respect for the, the women who put their lives on the line to bear these same daughters, you know what I'm saying? Or other people's uh, daughters. You know, everybody else's daughter can be a jump off, a thought, you know, can be disrespected and be a pass around, but somehow their daughters are just off limits. And, you know, again, people need to understand that the way that you treat people can come back on your children. So, I mean, he thinks this is cute and he's running around bragging about it. Even that spoof that he did with Kevin Hart to me was so tacky. And I don't know if that's going to be a real show. Hopefully not. But the fact that they made a spoof called Who Wants to Be My Baby Mama, where, you know, you had these girls, you know, doing like a game show to be one of Nick Cannon's baby's mothers. It's like, why is that the imagery that you want to put out there of black men? That black men are just out here impregnating any and everything. They don't know how to build stable homes, you know, be with one woman, create a family. Why is that the, the, why is that the stereotype that he's so comfortable living in? Especially when for so many years he was always straight laced. You know what I'm saying? He always spoke like he had sense. And now he's talking as if these children were just, uh, uh, just something to justify you know, his horniness. Like, he doesn't even care about being a father. It's just, I'm a big old freak. I'm a pimp. I am pregnant, the baddest bitches. And these are just, you know, the products of what I was doing. He's not even taking fatherhood seriously. I just, I've lost all respect for him. And the women aren't, aren't innocent either. I've already caught them out, you know, numerous times. I feel, I feel no ways about them. I don't feel bad for them. They can rant and rave and cry. Oh, fucking well. Because you knew what it was with baby mama number three and four. So if you chose to be number five and six, that's on you. And then some came back for, you know, double dipping. 
Some came back twice, child. So I, I you know, I, it's just a bunch. It's just a big clown show. But yeah, I don't like that. I don't like when people talk so highly of their own daughters, but then have no respect for other people's daughters. You know what I'm saying? Keep the same energy for other people's daughters, Kangs. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Jonathan. Delegato sent $20, says, Dickless Cannon is a disgrace. First of all, he never claimed her, and now you want to disrespect her and her husband with this bull crap. These shows need to stop promoting these guys who spread their seeds like viruses. Thank you. Thank you. We have a real man in the house holding another man accountable. Thank you. I, that's why I don't understand. You know how many good fathers are out here that the shade room could have interviewed and, you know, showed fatherhood in a good light, but instead they want to interview Nick and then ask him a question like that. It was a total disrespect to Christina Millan and her husband, you know, so thank you for acknowledging that. And I think that's sad. It, it should be more men holding men accountable like that because his moves are not cute. There's nothing cute about it. There's nothing manly about it. It's trash. And the sad part is the children that have to deal with this nonsense. And it's the children who didn't ask to be here that are attached to this bullshit. So shame on the shade room for even encouraging that and even trying to act like, like that was such a tacky, just lowbrow question. It really was. Somebody said you can't expect much from the shade room. That's true. That is true, uh, Terror Squad. I feel you on that one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jasui Brie says, Matt is a French celeb. They hide their kids. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was French. Okay. Because I was wondering why they always have the kids' faces. Like, here's another picture. They usually have the kids' faces hidden. He said the, the little black girl ain't mine, so, well. But his kids, he keep them kids hidden, child. He do. But he's very good with her daughter. I've seen videos. He treats her just like their own. But maybe it's a French thing. But yeah, I noticed them babies, they faces always got some type of sticker on them. So thank you for explaining because I, I wasn't sure why. Uh, Joe Torres says about Nick Cannon, it's because that lifestyle hasn't been promoted since the 90s. They're trying to bring it back around for the Black community. Thank you for the super chat, love. But, you know, I think it's sad, though, that they would want to bring that back around, you know, because if it was promoted like that back then, we see the fruits of that labor. We see the dysfunction, the broken homes, you know, the emotional issues that people have from not having a father in the household. So why, you know, why want to perpetuate that? I just I don't get it. I don't get it. Like I said, I could respect if it was a situation where like the Hebrew Israelites or whatever, where they get like, you know, a big ass compound and the man has several wives and it's like a whole community thing and they all live together. I think the Mormons do the same thing. I could even somewhat understand like the whole religious aspect. Nah, this is not that. This is just a man who just wants to be out here just fucking and getting people pregnant. Nothing more, nothing less, you know? So it's just kind of sad that the way that he's praised for it. So moving on from Dick Cannon, um, <laughs> let me go ahead and talk about this before I go, because I've been down here for an hour and 30 minutes. 
I want to talk about Logan Paul, Little Yachty, and the crypto drama. It's a bunch of them. Soldier Boy, too. We couldn't fit them all on the thumbnail. We're going to talk about uh, the situation. Oh, yeah. And then and Candace. I got to speak on that, too. Oh, where did that go? Hold on. I thought I had it. Up. Oh, here it is. Okay. Lindsay Lohan, too. All of them. So if you guys do not know, the crypto bros are going down. It is a lot going on right now with these influencers and they are getting in trouble um, with all this crypto shit people have been promoting for the past few years. Let me share my screen with y'all here. Celebrities too. So if you guys remember in 2020, there was a rush of celebs. They were promoting this whole crypto, you know, buy my crypto with so many cryptos. It was ridiculous. So now um, the SEC, they're bringing down charges on many people. So I'm going to read some of this to you guys. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, Jake Paul, Neo, rapper Little Yachty are among eight notable names who have been hit with securities and exchange commission charges for violating securities laws in toting cryptocurrencies. The SEC on Wednesday disclosed that the charges were filed against eight celebrities in connection with the broader investigation of the crypto entrepreneur, Justin Sun, and three of his companies, Tron Foundation Limited, BitTorrent Foundation Limited, and Rainberry Inc., which, which marketed crypto asset securities under brand names Tronics and, and BitTorrent. The eight bold-faced names were charged with illegally toting TRX or BBT without disclosing that they were compensated for doing so and their amount of compensation, according to SEC. The list also includes rapper Soulja Boy, singer Austin Mahome, Akon, um, adult film star Kendra Lust, not Kendra Lust, child. Um, all but Mahome and Soldier Boy, aka DeAndre Cortez Way, have reached a settlement with the SEC that involved more than $400,000 in disgorement, interest, and penalties to settle the charges without admitting or denying the SEC's finding per the SEC. So basically, this guy, Justin Sun, many of you guys, if you guys are into finance and crypto, you guys are very familiar with him. He has been toting crypto now since about 2016-ish. And so what he started doing around 2020, what not just him, but a lot of these crypto people, they were having celebrities promoting crypto. So remember how like during 2020, you just see all these celebrities like, um, hey, get this, you know, uh, Superman crypto. Superman crypto is the best. We're like, well, what the hell is Superman crypto? And hey, get this Cabbage Patch dog crypto. Cabbage pot, the Cabbage Patch dog crypto is the best. What the hell is this? But people would go and they would buy it because their favorite celeb was promoting it. Remember, Kim Kardashian got fined 100 grand by SEC about maybe six months ago for the crypto that she was promoting. So, a lot of this crypto was nothing more than pump and dump schemes, pyramid schemes. And we were calling this out. We were talking about this on Discord. I was calling this out a while back. Like, I just don't trust where the crypto market is going. Like, I get Bitcoin. That was legit. 
Um, but all these other coins, it's just the wild, wild west at this point. And I knew that at some point in time, they're going to have to rein this in because literally any, like I could just literally at one point has started a lovely tea coin and been like tea sippers buy this coin. And in five years, we're all going to be rich. And then everybody goes and buys the coin. And then I cash out. A lot of YouTubers did this shit in 2020 and 2021. So I think there's going to be more to come. It's going to be more people getting caught up in this nonsense. A lot of people use their audiences to pad their crypto wallets, to get them to buy crypto, to invest. And granted, don't, don't get me wrong. Some people do have to take personal responsibility, right? Because again, you shouldn't be playing in the crypto market or investment or in stock, you never invest what you can't afford to lose. So people investing their entire life savings to me is just stupid. It makes no sense. But a lot of these influencers, you know, are making it look like it was a thing. Even with NFTs, I never even un understood the NFT thing. You guys are literally paying thousands of dollars in real money for a piece of viral art. And then who do you turn around and sell the art to? in this day and age. And you don't even hear about NFTs anymore. All of this was just a big ass pump and dump scheme. Um, but it's gonna be a lot of them. Snoop Dogg, I remember he was promoting different cryptos like crazy. And a lot of these people were not, you know, letting you guys know that they were ads. They were acting like they were invested in these companies and they weren't necessarily invested. They had just gotten a nice $50,000 check for that one tweet. And so for them, they didn't care. So that's why now the SEC is going, the um, SEC is going after them. But Justin's son, um, he's probably going to be in just as much trouble as Sam Bankman Freed with the whole FTX scandal. Yeah, I remember we talked about Sam Bankman Freed in the last stream. And so with Justin's son, what he was doing, he was purchasing his cryptos in between each other. So him and his crew, they'd be buying and trading crypto. So when you're going and looking at their, you know, their exchange or whatever, you're thinking it's legitimate customers, but it's really Justin's son and his crew. So they were lying, making it look like their crypto was jumping and people were really buying it, but it's really them buying their own crypto and reselling it and rebuying it to each other. I don't know. I hope y'all understand what I'm trying to explain. It's confusing. But they were basically making themselves look like they were bigger than what they were. And they were not. And then they also had to help the celebrities to pump up their crypto as well. So he's going to be in big, big trouble. Now, I will say this. Um, I do believe the reason why they're coming down on all this crypto stuff, because you're going to be seeing a lot more of bad news for the crypto community, the, you know, the crypto bros. Um, they're trying to right now, I don't want to say, I don't even know demonize is the right word, but whatever, I'm going to use the word demonize. They're trying to demonize the crypto market as we know it now, right? Because it's turned into the wild, wild west, right? You had the whole Sam Bankman freed running off with billions of dollars. Basically, you know, he stole so many people's money, life savings, everything. Um, all those celebrities who were also helping to promote and those influencers who were helping to promote, they're also being sued. I don't know if it's going to stick or not, but they're also being sued at this point in time. 
But I believe the reason why they're demonizing the crypto market and why they're going after all of these crypto people who have been pushing and pumping and dumping and promoting crypto is because I think what's going to end up happening is they're going to end up trying to take over or buy probably Bitcoin because Bitcoin is the oldest crypto, well, here, and it's more laid out. But they want like a, their own centralized digital money system here in America. And especially with the failure of um, Silicon Valley Bank that happened two weeks ago, um, they were a big financier and backer of crypto. Um, Signature Bank was basically a crypto bank. And so I think they're really cracking down on the crypto market and these crypto players to make it look really, really bad in the public's eye. So then when they do roll out their own digital money, um, it's going to look safer, right? So don't don't get crypto from whatever crypto, but get it from us because it's secure, it's government-backed, um, you know, you won't have an FTX situation where some lunatic runs off with your money. So I think that's why they're really, yeah, the, the CBDC, that's why they're really cracking down at this point in time on crypto because they're going to roll out our own centralized banking system soon enough. So just be prepared for that. Um, even right now, Russia and China are now officially in bed together as far as like the monetary system. Russia is going to be using China, China's money. Um, so the dollar is falling more and more. So they got to think of something quick. So yeah, it's the whole thing definitely, definitely goes deep with this whole security situation. But I think that is why now they're starting to like really crack down because it's been the wild, wild west. And I get it. Like the crypto bros are like, well, that's a part of crypto. It's unregulated. That's why we want it unregulated. We don't want any governments messing with crypto. And that sounds cute. But my issue with them is as soon as something happens, like the Sam Bankman-Fried situation, then everybody starts crying for regulation. So which one is it? Do we want the wild, wild west where, you know, somebody can just run off with everybody's money and disappear into infinity? Or do you guys want regulation from the government on crypto? Because either way, they're coming. So that's all I got to say about that, child. Somebody says, does the Taliban have crypto? No, but there is an Islam crypto. Like you even have like an Islamic crypto that's out here now. It's like, what? This has to do with Allah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah there's an Islamic cryptocurrency. I just assume it's a crypto bro who went and bought a verified Twitter account and changed it to Islamic crypto. So now they're trying to use religion as a way to get people into the crypto space. But to me, I don't think it has anything to do with Islam. It's just a religious, I think it's just a religious pump and dump scheme to pump up this crypto using Muslims, and then they're going to take the money and, and bounce. So I wouldn't buy anything called Islam crypto. Like literally there's a crypto for everything right now. Seriously.
So yeah, it's 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 a lot. Yeah, FTX, um, Sam Bankman Freed, he's locked up. He will be going to trial. Um, you know, I'm not sure what's gonna happen to him, but he will be going to trial. Kayla says, I sold all my digital currency and stepped away. That's good. Yeah, at this point, you might as well sell what you can, get what you can for it. Because right now, a lot of these like um, cryptocurrencies, they're all crashing one by one. I mean, Bitcoin is still holding on strong. Um, Ethereum is holding on strong. But a lot of the ones that you were hearing about, you know, throughout 2020, 2021, they're gone. You know, they've all crashed. Yeah, Bitcoin and Ethereum are the only two that I would say are somewhat trustworthy, but everyone else, I just felt like it was a pump and dump. So just be like, really, yeah, Doge, get the hell out of here, Gotham Boy, talking about Dogecoin. To the moon! (laughs) Remember them Dogecoin bros? Oh, you couldn't tell them shit in 2020, honey. Oh, you couldn't tell them anything. To the moon. I haven't heard that in almost a year. They just knew they were flying to the moon with their millions of dollars. Doge crashed just like the rest of them. They were annoying. And the the thing I never understood about Doge, it was a whole meme. They literally pumped up a meme. And of course, the people who got in there first, they made, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. But it was the people at the bottom. It's like, y'all understand y'all are just pumping up this, this cryptocurrency. And when the people at the top cash out, y'all going to be left holding the bag. Oh, no, you couldn't tell them shit. They just kept, you know, hashtagging to the moon. Enjoy. No, some people did make money off their Dogecoin. Because I know some people who did make money. But think about it. You were in there early enough to where you were able to make money and cash out. You had a lot of idiots who came in at the end and were the loudest on Twitter who just got there and they were not able to cash out. So they made no money. So yeah, if you got in when it was three cents, then yeah, it made sense once you cashed out, you got your bag and you know you did what you're supposed to do. But you had a lot of folks who they was pumping money into it, pumping money into it, thinking that eventually they'd be able to cash out and make out like a bandit to the moon and they got left on earth. Somebody said it was like a 4X call. Yeah, the the whole Dogecoin thing was crazy. They took over that Twitter space for a while. So now before I go, I want to talk about the whole Candace Owens situation. So if y'all don't know Candace Owens, child, she's back on um, getting drugged by everyone because she decided to start going in on people with disabilities, people who are in wheelchairs, And she really feels a way about it. So I'm going to go ahead and share this with y'all real quick. Give me just a second. I'm going to say is really, I don't, I don't really understand how far we're going to take this inclusivity thing. I really don't get it. I don't know. And if I'm wrong, again, educate me today. I just want to be educated in the comments. If people that are in wheelchairs were thinking as they were looking around, like, you know what really upsets me that I've never seen a bra and underwear advertised with a girl in a wheelchair. Why did they do this? I don't know. I don't know why this needs to be done. I'm just getting tired of this all inclusivity thing. It seems ridiculous. I mean, 
we're going to be on crutches and be like, well, how come we don't have a girl that's broken her leg on crutches also in a bra and underwear? I need, I don't feel included. I don't know. I don't think I can buy panties. I just can't buy panties because I don't know. I don't feel included. Look, I assumed that people that were in wheelchairs also have to buy bras and have to buy underwear. I, this is something that I, I just assumed that was a thing. I didn't know that we needed to see that in our face. I didn't know that now we're going to have to look forward to campaigns where women that are in wheelchairs are now wearing bras and underwears because we as a society just cannot get to the bottom of really, that's all I'm going to say, of our ridiculousness because that's what it is. We are being ridiculous, America. When I see stuff like this, I just go, whose idea was this? Was it your idea? Okay, you're fired. I'd like to fire the person who was behind this ridiculous campaign. And by the way, I think people in wheelchairs will back me up on this. I think they're on my side. I think they think this is stupid. Let's let's all just agree today on Tuesday to stop of our ridiculousness because that's what it is. We are being ridiculous, America. When I see stuff like this, I just go, whose idea was this? Was it your idea? Okay, you're fired. I'd like to fire the person who was behind this ridiculous campaign. And by the way, I think people in wheelchairs will back me up on this. I think they're on my side. I think they think this is stupid. Let's let's all just agree today on Tuesday to stop of okay it's really i don't i don't and she's in a wheelchair in a wheelchair and it says skims made for everybody hi i'm the girl in those pictures and candace i have no idea what your intentions were when you decided to make that stupid video but you must be completely unaware how resilient and amazing the disability community is we're not just in adaptive campaigns believe it or not we're everywhere and I am so proud that I was in that Skims campaign, posing in a wheelchair, a bra, and underwear, because that means I've come so far in eight years. So if you don't like it, use your legs and take a hike. I know that's right, child. She said, use your damn legs and take a hike. Now, I'm going to say this. I've been telling y'all for a while. I've been off Candace. Um, I feel like she doesn't even talk politics anymore like she used to. Her YouTube channel is just basically turned into like a gossip channel. She might as well just be spilling celebrity tea and shit like that. Um, I get this whole inclusivity thing, how it gets on some people's nerves. Like, you know, we're trying to be so inclusive with everything. It's getting to be over the top. In certain things, I can say, yeah, that could be over the top. Um, but I'm confused as to like, what has her triggered about people in wheelchairs, you know, who are disabled, wanting to have, you know, wear bra and panties and show themselves, you know, in a sexy light. Are they still not women? Do they still not want to be desired? Do they still not want people to see them like regular people first and not even notice their wheelchair? That's how most people in wheelchairs are. They want you to see them first as a person and their wheelchair second. I just think that her whole rant was just, it was attention seeking. She likes to say things to go viral because she knows it's going to trigger people. People are going to get upset. She loves to do that. And then as soon as she gets the attention that she was starving for, then what does she do? Oh, well, I invite you to come on my platform so we can argue it out. Nobody's about to argue with you over shit, bitch. They said what they had to say to you on TikTok and they moved the hell on, okay? Um, I just think it was just really, really tacky, you know? And I think sometimes people need to understand that your health is a blessing. I think a lot of people don't understand how it is to wake up every day in pain, 
how it is to wake up, not being able to walk, um, just having different ailments that and different things that people go through. And the fact that you can get up every day without even thinking twice, hop out of bed, go straight to your sink and brush your teeth, jump in the shower, put on your pants one leg at a time, do your hair. That is a blessing. That is a straight up blessing. Do you know how many people wake up in pain or can't walk or before they can even, you know, get up to use the bathroom, they literally have to fucking collect themselves. They have to literally collect themselves just to get out of bed. Candace better hope that she is able to live a long, healthy, fruitful life. You got people who have chronic illnesses, who have to deal with being in and out of wheelchair. You have people who later on in life might get multiple sclerosis. You have people who through no fault of their own were hit by a drunk driver and now they can't walk. I think she needs to check her entitlement and she needs to check her privilege and understand instead of condemning and trying to be funny and saying, why do we need to see people in wheelchair and underwear as if people in wheelchair don't wear bra and panties, boxers, as if they're just not wanting to be like regular people. Um, I think she needs to thank the universe that she's in a space where she's physically healthy her family is physically healthy because your health is never guaranteed. So she needs to humble herself. I thought that rant was just so ridiculous and so attention seeking. There was nothing funny about it. It wasn't about inclusivity. It was her wanting to ruffle feathers to garner attention. And for that, she's trash, point blank period. And I think people need to be, need to understand, you know what I'm saying? Be grateful. The fact, don't look down on somebody because they're in a wheelchair or think that you better than them because they're in a wheelchair. Be grateful that you're not in that situation and be compassionate. You know, they don't want your pity. Just be compassionate. Treat people with respect. And thank God, because again, the only thing that might be saving you from not being in a situation is because you happen to make a right and went home and this person happened to make a left and was hit by a drunk driver. So I just found that whole situation just disgusting. Just really, really sad. Candace is, she's trash for that. So that's my opinion on that. And I'm glad that the disability community came out in droves to check her and to let her know like, no, what you're saying is not okay. It's not cool. You know, there's plenty of just regular, normal, everyday people who end up in wheelchairs. There was one dude, it was a viral video. He was at a Little Pump concert and he was in a wheelchair and I guess Little Pump recognized him and they ended up like lifting up his wheelchair and the crowd put him on stage. They like kind of crowd surfed him on stage and dude got on stage and started dancing and he flipped out of his wheelchair. He was doing all these moves. I was so in shock. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wasn't even expecting a quarter of this. 
I wasn't expecting the crowd to lift up the wheelchair and, you know, bring it to the stage. But then he jumped out the wheelchair and was doing all these moves. And I think he's some type of Instagram person because when I went to his page, he was verified. But I had never seen him before. It was at a little pump concert. I wish I could find the video. But, yeah, I mean, these are just regular people like everybody else. It was a wheelchair dude dancing. Like, he wasn't dancing on his legs, but he was dancing on his arms. Maybe I should say it like that. I don't know. Armin. But he was like upside down, like dancing. And he was doing all these moves on his arms. And then he like took the wheelchair. He had the wheelchair above him. He, he It's it's on uh, Instagram. It went viral last week. It was a really cool video. It was a really, really cool video. Yes. He jumped out. He does like all these. Like he'll, when I went on his page, he was like climbing, um, you know, like doing rock climbing, like the indoor rock climbing. He was doing that with his wheelchair. He had like his wheelchair attached to him and he was using his arms. Like he was so strong. So that's what I'm saying. Like you never, you just never know. Somebody said people can be in wheelchairs and still have feelings in their legs. Yeah. Yeah. He like, he didn't, I don't, he didn't, he wasn't on his legs. He was all on his arms, but it was at a little pump concert. It was really dope. <laughs> No, it was a, I, maybe it could have been from Germany. It was a black guy. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Let me try and Google. Hold on. I'll see if it'll come up. I was surprised too, because I'm like, who the hell's going to a little pump concert? But you know, food the hell out of me, child. Is this it? Yeah, here it is right here. I found it. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Yeah, it was on. Is this? Oh, yep, this is it. Yep, this is it. I found it, y'all. Let me share it with y'all. Oh, let me blow it up. Hold on. This is the guy. Oh, there's no noise. Well, probably don't want no noise because the music. But you see how they're bringing him up on the wheelchair? So Lil Pump is telling him to come. Look, see? I've never seen that in my life. He was on his arms with the wheelchair, arming or something. That is so cool. See, I told y'all he was dancing. <laughs> video, I was tripped out. I'm like, I've never seen nothing like that. But yeah, he's hella strong. You know what I mean? So you never doubt people. And you just, you know, just be grateful that if you're able to walk and you have two good legs and you have your health, be grateful and stop looking down on other people. Because honestly, when it's all said and done, your health is your number one. Like that is your number one blessing. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't have your health, you don't have nothing. Fuck all the money in the world. Fuck all the luxuries, houses, cars. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. So be grateful that you're healthy and you're here to see another day. So yeah, that was a dope video. So I'm glad we could leave on that note. That was a 
Well, yeah, he, I'm gonna call that's my new word, Armin, because y'all said it's not dancing, so I'm gonna call it Armin, honey. He got up there and he started arming with that big old wheelchair, he was killing it. So, kudos to that young man. That's our modern day crazy legs. <laughs> so, on that note, you guys, I've been on here for two hours. Thank you guys so much for joining me this Friday. This was a wonderful stream, I had such a good time. Uh, let me read two more super chats here. Thank you guys who everybody who sent the super chat if I didn't get a chance to read it. Um, let's see. Kendra sent $10. Says, hey TT, number one T sipper here. Can you please check my email? Sent you one for when the Discord is open. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. I will check it out. Um, let's see here. Jillian says, T preach. I have back surgery in three weeks and I miss being able to walk correctly. All people need love. Get that lady out of here. The um, out of here with her wheelchair comments. Much love. You are so welcome and good luck with your surgery. I hope everything goes good for you. Um, thank you so much for coming through and thank you for the super chat love. Uh, let's see here. Serena says, Candace is a fool. I read a book where the author, a wheelchair user, said she and other disabled people would like to be seen as sexy. I remember back in the day, there was a reality TV show with wheelchair women. I think it only lasted one season, but they were all hot. And I forgot how each of them ended up in a wheelchair, but it was like they were dating. And that was like the whole gist of the show. You know how men would see them or wouldn't look at them as whole women because they were in wheelchairs and they were going to support each other. It was a good show. I watched the first season and I never saw it again. So I don't know what happened to the show. But yeah, they're just, was it Push Girls? Okay, I know I wasn't going crazy. Push Girls, yeah, I remember that show. It was a really good show and then they took it off the air. So they're just regular people, you know? Candace is just an idiot. So y'all, if you are in a wheelchair, because I have a tea sipper, one of my lovely tea sippers in Texas. She's a teacher, she's in a wheelchair, you know, super awesome woman, so... You know, don't let Candace's stupid words get to y'all and make y'all feel less than or make y'all feel down. Child, she has her own issues, okay? So you guys, once again, thank you guys for coming through. Thank y'all for joining me this Friday. Um, I will see you guys again next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, y'all.